Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Worldwide Knicks uh, podcast. It's at, uh, episode number 70. Um, two and two week this week. Uh, we come on to you a little late because of life and uh, fireworks. Uh, well, part of life as well. Uh, but here I am, Rafa, um, being your host alongside me, the uh, Scotsman, the best math teacher on X. Alex, how are you doing? <laughs> Um, good thanks. Yeah, didn't feel like the best best maths teacher today. Tough tough day tough day at work, but um, yeah, it's good to good to get back and unwind and and do the pod. You know, this is this is therapy for us both. You know, and um, you know, get away from sure yeah. life struggles and and just uh, talk Nicks. Uh, been a been a crazy week. Yeah, the the um the world was the, the sky was falling in on the on the season everybody was getting fired and now um yeah now everything's rosy again so life just is some people are getting fired now just some people are getting fired namely julius randall and tom thibodeau who still yeah. can't who yeah. can't do a positive with the the crowd well tom thibodeau with me is it well it's rocky we we know it we, you know it yeah yeah but yeah uh, Two and two week. So we started out um, with the, the the win against the Cavs, big win, good game, uh, and then disaster happened, uh, and RJ Barrett injured himself. The knee, the knee gave up. He needed to not play for two games to rest his knee, and so the Knicks lost uh, the next game against the Cavs in a home and home back to back. I hate these home and homes. I've said it before. They're just the NBA pushing whatever. Uh, then we lost to the Bucks in a, in a game. It was a casual loss, but maybe not as close as we um, we ended up playing. And again, no RJ Barrett. And then last night against the Clippers, uh, the newly looked Clippers with James Harden uh, on the team. Uh, James Harden tried to make it a, a look at me. I'm back playing in New York. I'm gonna make it uh, uh, work here. But yeah, RJ Barrett returned, and uh, so did Julius Randle, who was a uh, MIA for a couple of games. Uh, one of them, the guys who was getting about to get fired and traded for a bag of peanuts. Uh, but they showed up and beat the Knicks, bit the Clippers uh, fairly easily, I might say. Like four minutes to go, Tyron Lou just said, screw it. Just sit, sit, sit everyone out. Sit, sit the big four all stars who couldn't, uh, well, who couldn't. Even break a hundred points against the Knicks, uh, it's beginning to uh, be a trend. Uh, how did you see the week, Alex? It was uh, entertaining to say the least. Yeah, well, I mean, last week we 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 only predicted the the three games because we were expecting to record on Sunday, but um, we did call it yeah. one two. Um, although we, I think we said it the other way around that we would, you know, each team would uh, Cavs and Cavs and Knicks would win their home games. Um, yeah, ended up the other way around, but I mean, we we didn't really consider the the injury situations on either side. Um, Cavs were pretty decimated um, with their best players, but uh, Mitchell's been playing out his mind. Um, and uh, who is that man, Mo- man? Who is that man? Yeah, Mo- Mobley's been playing great as well, but again, he he just looks like a rabbit in the headlights against the Knicks. He just just doesn't have it, you know. He just doesn't have that kind of that kind of passion that you know that you, you'd expect from a guy that talented. But you know, maybe maybe he's still young, so he's got time to grow into that. But um, 
So uh, yeah, the the Cavs game at MSG was was a real disappointment. Really, really disappointed in that one. Didn't neither of us expected much um, for the Bucks game. Yeah, true. But um, yeah, we ran them close. Uh, it could have gone either way. So uh, frustrating end. Uh, we thought at one point in the game was game was there to be taken. So that would have been a nice one to steal. But I think if we had predicted the the Clippers game, I, th- I don't know about you, but I think. Probably would have uh, not not seen a not seen a victory there, but what a performance last night! No. And um, really couldn't fault pretty much everybody. I mean, Brunson didn't have a great game, but Brun- Brunson had his moments as well. Uh, especially surprisingly defensively, I thought you know he was he was kind of um, you know was really getting a kind of trying hard against um, against the Clippers, and uh, and you know I thought he got a kind of he was at least a presence, you know. Sometimes he's just, um, you know, got a traffic cone on, on on defense, but he was at least putting some effort in. And yeah, what a, what a victory! None none of the the four uh, to be Hall of Famers says it got over twenty points. Uh, they were all like yeah, at least thirty minutes, and not one of them. So yeah, huge surprise, uh, but a, a welcome one. I uh, thought the team played great, so loads of positives from that one. Yeah, loads of positives, but uh, uh, for to, for me, the the good of the week and is it, it, I got to do it. I have to do it. I didn't do it last week, but I got to do it this week. I need to give a shout out to my my boy, my main man, RJ Barrett, my star, who's been playing out of his mind. I mean, no one. We all knew he was the the piece, the final piece of this. Uh, well, the final piece, one of the pieces of the puzzle to make it go to the next step, and he is. He has brought it, and if the games uh, we've, we've been playing are uh, close, it's because of him, basically. Uh, it has been because of him. Uh, even so, if he didn't play against the Bucks, but the, the previous week and the week when he plays, he's bringing the energy on on offense. Who's been he's been efficient. Who's he's been consistent from the, the very consistent from the free throw line, uh, three point shooting. He's been well. He's it's better. He's around 38, 39%, I think. I got a top out of the top of my head. Uh he's been being super efficient and he's being good on defense. Not again a traffic cone using that traffic cone as well. He hasn't been bad on defense. He's been working pretty well, especially when he runs with that second unit. <laughs> Woo, boy, let me tell you, that second unit, amazing. I'm glad we played we paid Dante DiVincenzo or Vino. As uh, Clyde just uh, uh, ends up calling him and Josh Hart, that I mean that money that is money well spent. That's uh, energy and defense that you can't buy uh, that easily. So, but yeah, the good is R.J. Barrett. His if it's a testimony to how well he has been playing, those two games against uh, the against the Cavs and against the Bucks that we both we lost we lost, we missed him. We really missed his. Especially on offense, we missed his uh, uh, finishing. We'll missed his. Uh, um, I just his points. We we, we end up uh, he him returning against the Clippers and having this. He had a very good game, very consistent game. I mean, we finally saw something we we've been dreaming of for for years, which is Randall and RJ having a good game together, mm. and it yeah. happened finally. Yeah, and. Again, it's testimony to how well he's been playing and how uh, important he has been to this team. It's 
any other game last year where where Jalen Brunson struggled, we had no 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 shot of winning the game. Absolutely no shot. But he's uh, he was Brunson again had trouble with uh, taller defender, bigger defenders. But RJ was there, and Randall, who had a tremendous game last night as well, uh, doing what we when we talked last week on this pod about having the ball facilitating getting the, the to the open to the open man the ball was flowing the mo- ball movement was absolutely beautiful and the shot was falling at at, at some point uh, Vicenzo RJ quickly i think he had a, a couple as well but the shot was falling and it was beautiful but shout out RJ finally i mean if he continues no i'm not going to jinx it and I, I don't want to but if he could tr- keeps playing like this he can be picked to something I'm not going to mention it, but yeah. Now I don't I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but I, I, it probably will with yourself. And I know like how much you love the man, and I, I do love him too. But maybe out of playing out of his mind might be a little bit strong. Now what what RJ's been doing amazing this year is consistency, as you said, and. Because last season and seasons before, what happened with RJ has been having good quarters and and then three kind of quarters or even bad quarters. You know, the consistency was all over the place and he wasn't a reliable player. You know, we all knew knew he had talent. But what what I've always wanted from RJ and I've never seen him as the kind of potential superstar or whatever that maybe you see him as, but I see him as a fantastic kind of number two, number three option, something like that. Somebody that you can and get into that kind of consistent stage where he's reliable um in that role is just absolute golden. And and that's gonna that's gonna flow into other players like you know Brunson, uh, for instance, you know, he's gonna trust RJ more in certain spots. Tibbs is gonna trust him more running plays for him because he knows the consistency's now there. His shot as well, his shot just looks so consistent, his form, uh, which again is something that he has struggled with in the past. He's been kind of tweaking his form and his shot looks a little bit off. Um, Now it just looks super smooth. And again, when he puts up a three now, especially from the corners, you know, you're no longer thinking, "Eh, is this going to go in? It's like, that's in, you know, like... um, But yeah, uh, as we've been saying with Randall and and the other perspective Randall you know it's only five games it's only six games whatever you know long may this continue with RJ but it's certainly again something they struggled with in the past where it starts the seasons where he's come out slow and and you know really not kicked into gear until late late November December um so this is fantastic you know I don't as, as you say I don't want to jinx it but um just that consistency from him I'm just delighted with so i won't let you bring me down he's playing out of his mind and he will do yeah. even better i am here i am hyped i'm here for rj barrett's breakout season i am here you won't bring me down yeah Go speaking it. of bringing this down uh what about the bad of the week well bad of the week it's uh it has to be not because I, I uh, think I want to I think he deserves it fully, but it has to be the roller coaster ride that is uh, Julius Randle. 
and it, did, it was this week. And uh, especially in, the, in those two games where uh, RJ was out, he I think he reverted back to the things we don't want him to do. Forcing shots, taking bad shots. Some of them are late shot clock, uh, late in the shot clock shots. And you need to take them. So I I never take the, those. Uh, but some of the uh, uh, decisions he made in those uh, two previous games, three with the one against the Cavs, maybe in some in some way, um, he was not uh, the, the what we needed. I wasn't asking him for be, him to be traded because I think he has. Speaking of the season, it's we're, we're we're seven games in. It's way too early to say he's he's a, he's well he's terrible this week this year, and way too early to say if RJ Barrett's going to be MVP of the season, whatever. So something like that. So it's way too early for both. It's what I'm saying. Even if I love RJ Barrett to death, but Randall and the, the thing. I'm saying Randall is the bad, but it's more of the everything that is put put around him, not essentially him. You know, it's the energy and every what everyone brings to the table when you're talking about him, trading him, and he's booing in and booing him and getting hyper frustrated with anything he does on the floor in MSG. I mean, that energy that the fans or the anti fans of Randall bring in, it's just. Um, it's exasperating. Like, oh, come on. I get this again? Again, this. I mean... It's uh, never going to go away, is it? No, never. Never, ever, ever. I mean, it's... Uh, thinking that a cloud, a big cloud, and it's a bigger cloud for Randall, and especially with R.J. Barrett playing well. Every time R.J. Barrett plays well and Randall has less than stellar games, he is criticized... RJ needs to be number two. So it's always this battle, always this struggle with the fans. It's normally always like this. Like, play through RJ and uh, uh, Brunson. Don't play through Randall. And he always gets caught on this. And this and, and this whirlwind of, 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 of shit, of bad takes, of trading for everything. It's, it's just so frustrating to still have these conversations year after year. Um... Especially seven games in a, into a seat into the season, right a, uh, after he uh, was All NBA for the second time, he had surgery in the the, the off season. He had to get back from that off season from that surgery. He to needs to trust his himself again playing, and his shot isn't falling because he couldn't play basketball because he was had surgery in his ankle. So people might say this is cuddling. It's I don't think it's cuddling a, a veteran player. It's like we know what he can do. Just give him the time and space, give him the room. And as bad as the fans give him the, the shit because he has more touches than RJ Parrish is playing well or whoever more has more touches, uh, uh, he has more touches than RJ Barrett playing well and Brinson playing well gives more time to Randall to get into rhythm as well. So, but we need to be patient. It's like, it's 82 games. If we're a team playing for the playoffs, we want the guys to play well late in the season, not early in the season. So just give Randall some time. Just stop with the hate. Stop with the nonsense. I mean, I have fun on Twitter with it. I just have fun. I, obviously, if I had to pick one guy to trade away to 
RJ or Randall, I would trade Randall because I like RJ more, not because he's a better player. But yeah, I have fun with. I don't think he should be traded like just for the hell of it, especially because we don't have any other power forwards. So you could, you uh, could. I don't know um, if you. There's a guy in Indiana that could maybe be picked up on the cheap right now. He's not playing very what, well. The, the the rookie who they picked up was playing the, be- <laughs> the in the bench. No, he's still, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Minus forty seven or forty one? He actually he, he played, he played great well Jesus. last night, from what I'm told. Yeah, he did. But, yeah, he did. They lost by uh, one hundred and forty six points or something like that. But the um, no, just go, going back and on on Rando. I've talked at this about length, I think last weekend on Twitter, but about how you, you know fans' perception about looking at him to be the hero, and um, I mean this this is now this is now Brunson's team, do you know, and if the big trade comes that everybody talks about, Randall's going to go further down the pecking order. If RJ continues on the trajectory he's on, Randall's going to be like the third fourth option. You know, but fans still hold him up and string him up when he has a bad game. Do you know, talking about him like as if he's this kind of guy that's going to take us to the promised land. He's 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 never been that. He was forced into that role because the squad, the roster was just dreadful, Um, and he was the only one that put his hand up and says, "Look, you know, you know, I'll lead this team." And he took us to the playoffs. He deserves a massive amount of respect. He deserves a bit more rope than. And what we're giving him, especially as he's, as you say, he's coming off an injury. Just we always talk about, you know, give it 10, 20 games into a season, let the team settle. And just people still are jumping all over him, you know, and it's all narratives. It's all people that have just set in their ways. The, the, you know, like the guy can do no right. Um, you know, I, I really, it, it just exhausts me. Honestly, it's just like, We've got to stop kind of just bashing our players like this. Do you know, the team had a fantastic win last night against a team that's loaded with, you know, is it two MVPs, two two former MVPs? You got a guy that Kawhi Leonard that's won titles in two different teams. Finals MVPs, yeah. Finals MVP, Paul George, and another elite two-way player. You know, probably four yeah. Hall of Famers at the end of the day. When all said and done, do you know? And you know. We played fantastic against them, and we beat them without our best player playing well. How can how can anybody after that? He had, performance? he had 26 points, man. He had 26 points hmm. returning from injury. Yeah, it's just like right. You can criticize, and nothing wrong with criticizing at yeah. all. But just come on, leave it, leave it till the next day, please. Said take a day off, just enjoy it. You know, go outside, get some fresh air, smile. You know, enjoy the sunshine if it's there, guys. Come on, you can't it's just it can't be this miserable all the time. So, yeah, that was that was definitely my yeah. my highlight of the week was just that victory. It just felt so good. Everybody playing well. DiVincenzo really coming, you know, in his best game by far, um, all yeah. over the court. Hart was amazing. I think he had what six, seven uh, assists. Um, back to the kind of heart last season. Um, Randall just turning his form around. Um, RJ just coming back from injury. Just and I said to you earlier, Tibbs. You know, I thought Tibbs coached a great game as well. So uh, Hartenstein and obviously Mitch was incredible. So 
how can we then after all of that turn around and you know think about things to criticize? Be just absolutely. Yeah. But um, I mean, people just, were sorry. No, no, I was just going to Go say, ahead, like, sorry. way back when the schedule was released, we, you looked at these first 10, 10 games or so, and we just thought, what a horrible, horrible schedule. Three back-to-backs, crazy back-to-backs, you know, some of the toughest teams in there, Boston twice, Bucks in there, Clippers, and you're just like, right, if we can just survive this 10 games, maybe even 5-5, five, five, then, you know, we're, it's, we're setting ourselves up, you know, and you know, five and five is more than achievable uh, over the next three games. So we'll talk about that later. But, do you know, again, what are people expecting to do? Are expecting to go out and just smash Boston twice, do you know, and Bucks and... Yes. You're just... <laughs> have some perspective, <laughs> have some reasonable kind of uh, analysis of the game. You know, it's just maddening. So, yeah, just sort of get that wee, wee rant off. So... um. But disappointment-wise, bad side of the week. Um, And I I feel terrible about criticising them, but I say anybody's up for criticism as far as I'm concerned. But really disappointed with uh, Brunson, the way he's playing. Like, even... I know he had that that great game against the Cavs, but I think that was just a a bit of an outlier. You know, he was just firing threes, which isn't really his game. His um, game in the paint his floaters, his finishing at the rim, which he's usually automatic at, is just way off at the moment. Um, I know you said about, you know, against big defenders, but, you know, this is a guy that torched Mobley and Allen and Bam in the playoffs. Do you know that like, he's more than capable of doing it? Um, he's very adaptable as well. He's he's not that easy to game plan against. He's got he's got a pretty all-round bag. So, um, yeah, just really disappointed to see that. I know that... He showed a little bit of that in FIBA. Um, the last few games in FIBA, he was just looked really off, um, especially his finishing and uh, close in, uh, which just seems to have deserted him at the moment. So, as I said, I'm not going to overreact. Um, but yeah, that's that's my kind of disappointing side of the week. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say bad, just disappointing. Yeah, I have a uh, uh, maybe an unpopular opinion. Uh, even with the 45-point game, I think Jalen Brunson has played worse than Julius Randle this season so far. So far, mm-hmm. I'd agree with that, yeah. I think he's been worse than, than Randle. Um, um, or at least we expected much more from Ju- from uh, Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. He, if it's his team, he needs to maybe show up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can have... it's seven Again, seven games, he can still... Do a lot better as we know he can. Uh, had forty point five point game against the Cavs was uh, uh, pretty good. Even though we not the Cavs, the uh, um, the Bucks. Sorry, yeah. it was the Bucks. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's. I mean, it was a long season. Last season, and he had he had yeah. he, he was basically the leader of the team in FIBA for the USA. So. The guy's got a lot and he's of miles struggling. The and he started struggling, yeah. Yeah. Um, could just be a bit of even mental fatigue. The guy just needs a guy just needs a rest mentally, but um yeah, and let me just and it's not a bad, but I think it has it, it needs some addressing. Like the way Quentin Grimes has been playing, he is struggling. 
struggling a lot. He had a a a, a good game. I don't it feels so long ago. Uh, was it against the the first game against the Cavs? Right. He scored, he had like 16 points or something. I think it was. Um, um, I think yeah, I, I think it was the first against the Cavs because the second game is, is a Brunson forty five yeah, point game, five point for the. <laughs> so, but he's been really struggling. He has the, he's been struggling shooting the ball. He has not been, and then he gets uh, obviously he will get a low amount of touches uh, playing with that first unit of uh, uh with Brunson, Randall and in some points RJ as well so he struggles because he he doesn't have the ball there in his hands um because he he tucks himself in the corner I mean you, you when you have Josh Harden at first unit with with the first unit you see him move a lot more and getting the more, more touches because he doesn't shy away in the corner I mean, we know Grimes is capable capable of more, and we every year we expect him to to have more. And last season, when he started, was he returned injured, and then he was that all thing about starting Fournier, and then Cam Reddish, and then Grimes was a big mess. So he got into rhythm somewhat, but now he's just flat. He just we just forget about him because yep. Divincenzo and Hart have. Bring so much passion, so much thing. You mentioned this game against the Clippers for Di Vincenzo. That was his uh, "I'm a I'm a Nick" game. Yeah. His welcome, I'm a Nick game. It's coming out. So, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk about Quentin Grimes not starting for a team because he's not. Well, maybe Di Vincenzo. I think. I would put if it, if this, um, a move was done, I don't think Tibbs is gonna is gonna do it. Divincenzo um, should be the ones to start instead of uh, uh, quickly, as people want quickly to start with RJ and Brunson and Randall. I think that's a weird combination to start. Yeah. Be a guy like Divincenzo, um, but yeah, Grimes needs to to pick it up. Really, he needs to play a bit more. I mean, his defense is still there. Obviously, I, I think he's not as as uh, he's not playing as good as a, a defense as last year, but as well. But as a whole, the team is playing much better defense, so maybe that's the he just fits right in. He doesn't stand out, uh, but yeah, I expect more from him. He's been uh, struggling in uh, well, yeah. seven games, yeah, but I need more from him. Especially, especially as they talked about in the off season about how his role was going to get expanded and. You know, the team was expecting him just to come in and fire away when when he had a shot open. But he's he's been passing up shots, which which is disappointing. Um, I agree. You know, he's still been doing his you know his usual defensive um, production. So I think he's still been good in that side. Um, but yeah, been disappointing about especially how he's passing up shots. Um, I think uh, somebody mentioned on Twitter about how Josh Hart's been you know passing up shots, but Josh Hart's not a shooter. That's not his strength. You know, if he's got a wide open shot, then yeah, take it. But you know, Grimes is the Grimes is there to fire away, and he's he's not at the moment. So unless there's something on, a couple of times I've seen him sit on the bench, and he's just looked really frustrated. Um, I don't know if that's him frustrated with himself, or whether he's getting frustrated about you know the way that uh, plays are being run, and he's not getting involved. As you say, he's just stuck in the corner. Um, I don't know. Um, obviously, we've we've been playing a lot of um, tough mat, 
tough tough games uh, recently, and with Grimes as pretty much one of the primary defenders, then you know that's his assignment at the moment. So maybe once the schedule starts opening up a little bit, then Grimes will be um, more used more in the, the kind of offensive end. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we we all have a lot of uh, uh, faith in Quentin Grimes. He was Mr. Untouchable for a, a, a chunk of last season. Uh, I like Grimes. I'm not, I'm not here trying yeah, to, to criticize him, trying to see. I like him, but he needs, as a starting guard, and then we need uh, some scoring from him, he needs to average more than seven points per game. Seven point. Point four points per game. Yeah, it's not. It's not it, enough. He needs a. Yeah, he needs a, a bit more to be. Uh, to he needs to trust his shot. I mean, we we said it. We said this before on the the pod. I've said this many many times. If he had the trust in his shot, like a guy like RJ Barrett had, and, and RJ last year, and a few years prior, not a good three point shooter, but he was open. He shot it. Grimes seems to have no trust in his shot. He tries the first, the first he makes, uh, the the first uh, time he gets the ball, he tries it. If he misses it, he's really reluctant to shoot. He needs to just shoot. It's, it's a, (coughs) oh sorry, it's a, the shooters league. You need to shoot to get out of that slump. I mean, so uh, just a quick thing on on Grimes. I think he just needs to to. To show more production, um, he needs to, especially when since he trained with DJ Redick this 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 season, right? This off season, trying to be better and trusting his shot. So he needs to. Maybe that's the, the that adjustment he made. The adjustments he made during the off season is trying to get uh, acquainted to them during uh, in game play, in game time. So let's uh, hope that's it. Let's go by by game twenty. He has a a twenty point game, for example. It's, uh, let's yeah. just I think yeah, I think defense has just been so, so um, kind of focused in the, these first few games that yeah, he's just not been allowed to kind of open up as much as as, as they're going to uh, coming into the season. So I think that that role will change as the schedule opens up a bit. Yeah. So uh, speaking of schedule, so this week the game against the Bucks, we uh, we mentioned that we lost to the Milwaukee uh, Bucks. Um, we lost against Dame Time, by the way. Um, yeah. well, we debuted in the, the refs, uh, NBA. remember the refs apologized afterwards. <laughs> no, the refs, no uh, refs apologize, apologizing. It's it, it's it's okay. Why are you apologizing? You're giving me pain. Just mm-hmm. is that it? I don't, I mean, I don't forget it. Uh, I don't even, yeah. Um, but that game was the debut of. Uh, oh my god, that night is. Uh, it's it was a tough night for me, uh, that fr- that Friday night, because the NBA season in season tournament started, and those courts are atrocious. Absolutely yeah. atro. Oh my god, the the Bulls one- to Chicago. Um... Oh my god. <laughs> I was talking. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Um, I think it was a Bulls fan or, 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 or the Bucks fan. I don't. I think it was the the, the UK Milwaukee uh, Bucks account. Um, thinking how I, I would be so pissed 
of traveling to, if I was a Chicago Bulls fan, thank God I'm not, um, flying to Chicago for the first time, and that's the court I get. I would be so mad. That was, yeah. oh, oof. I didn't like it's, the one from the Knicks, but that's yeah. that's really really bad. To be fair, yeah, none of the, none of the teams covered themselves in uh, in glory with that. Um, way too much orange on the Knicks court for a start. Um, yeah, the, pretty much every court just seemed like a headache, kind of just that kind of thing to bring on a migraine sort of thing. Uh, did did you see the the one for the Heat as well? They had the. It was. It was not nice. (laughs) It was not nice. At first, I was like, you know, it's one of these things that they just show as a as a kind of build up to the game, and it's just like, (laughs) you know, we're not actually going to play in this thing. Um, I I thought it was a joke at first. Kids, like a kid, picked up NBA Two K and just made their own arena. Yeah, bad it looks. I love kids, by the way. It's colorblind, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... And that's not even the worst part. I mean, what is this NBA in-season tournament? Why? Why NBA? Why? Why is this a thing? What does this give to the fans? Why should we care as fans? Well, I think originally that Adam Silver wanted to bring this in because he was... um, he was obsessed with the FA Cup, which, if people don't know what that is, it's the the soccer tournament in in in, in England. So uh, it runs kind of alongside the the league campaign, and you know, it, all the players. Uh, there's different leagues in 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 England going down levels, even down to kind of amateur amateur level, and pretty much every t- single team in England gets a chance to eventually get up and play the kind of yeah, kind of big clubs in the final or whatever. So it's it's a it's a hugely famous tournament in 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 Europe and in England and UK whatever, and you know it's it's quite prestigious as well. So teams do try to win it, even yeah. though it's a separate tournament. But that's because it's got history. It's got kind of recognition. It's, um, it's the oldest football uh, uh, tournament cup in the world. Yeah. So it has history in it. Every country in Europe, the first competition, official competition, is the cup. The yeah. cup means something. It means something to win the cup. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to win the NBA in season tournament. But that, that's not, yeah, so they, they struggled. I mean, they were like, how are we going to get players to actually, you know, be motivated to play? And my argument was, well, you need history. Uh, this is pretty much the only way that you're going to get kind of uh, motivation. And that's going to take time. Um so the first few years might be a bit, bit disastrous, or maybe that's a bit too strong. But you know, it's not going to mean anything to anybody. And all the the only way you can get motivated, motivated players is give them huge bonuses to play, uh, which is what they're doing. Um, some people say about, oh, maybe you should get like, like an automatic draft pick or an automatic play-in spot or something like that. And you're just like, well, yeah, yeah. It's just what what motivates an NBA player. Well, pretty much just money these days. So that's how the that's how they've decided to play it. So just pay them more money and try and get them to be interested in it. But I think it is quite good how they've intertwined it with the the regular season. You know, it's not a separate tournament. That you know, these are effectively regular season games. So 
that is a motivation in itself, I guess. Because um, when they very first announced it, I thought it was just going to be a standalone tournament. And I was like, players are never going to want to play that. Um, so, but at least they can just treat it like a regular season game. And if they end up getting to the final or the, the you know the, the the knockout stage, then then yeah, maybe there's a, a little bit of motivation just to to try and win a trophy. You know, some of these guys will probably never win a, an NBA title, so maybe that's something to put on their their kind of resume or whatever. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, jury's out with that one. So, um, and uh, obviously the Knicks now losing against the Bucks of you know now zero and one. So, um, not completely understanding the rules of the tournament. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they've got that many games to go. I think we were just talking beforehand about the next games, like I don't know, ten days away or something like that. So yeah, it's seventeenth um, of November, I think, on yeah. Friday against the uh, the Wizards or something like that. So no one is interested. No one is interested in this tournament. Like, not, like no one's nobody understands about... it, though, Rafa. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, getting money to the players. I mean, okay, yeah, great. The guys get money, but. Again, getting back to Europe with all the cups and every cup we have here, I mean, they're prestigious awards. And at least in soccer, in football, it's uh, every team that wins the, uh, the the cup gets a, a European spot. Yeah. Well, that's another that's thing, why yeah. it's important. I mean, for minor teams, they ha- it's not money to the pl- – obviously, players get more money. Because the teams pay money for for bonuses for winning competitions, it's not the league paying bonuses to the players to play. Like, what? How does it motivate the teams and coaches and everyone? I mean, you, we we really should win this NBA season tournament because you will get a buttload of money. Yeah, that's the motivation speed. No, I mean, yeah. Get a playoff spot, a play-in spot, something. Get home court advantage throughout the playoffs. I mean, give something to these teams. I mean, especially yeah. in the the, the the play-ins. I mean, the team if the team winning the NBA in season tournament gets a playoff spot, I mean, okay. It's maybe doing it. I don't know how when it ends. The, the final four in Las Vegas. I don't know when. When is it? I mean, if you do it closer to the final of the season, and the team that Very wins is battling for the playoff spot. I mean, you can do so much different stuff with this. It means it's nothing. I mean, money is. Uh, yeah, they get money from everywhere. I mean, I don't know how this motivates them as much. I mean, it's another trophy they could win. It's what? It's the NBA in-season tournament MVP finals. They get another player. It's it's so weird how they're doing this. I, I understand having the cup. I don't know. Maybe do something national. I mean, have another invite another league or two to, to play in it. It's, mm-hmm. It makes different matchups more entertaining. You get NBA teams playing where they shouldn't be playing because they don't have teams there. I, I don't know. It, it, I know it's when uh, when you're talking about uh, uh, playing less than 82 games, adding a, a bit more games to these players, obviously it's they don't want to do that. That's why it's an in-season tournament, which is even weirder to do. So uh, the thing about the Cups, is, as Alex said, is every team from the country plays. 
every team. Like uh, my team, Benfica, just uh, played in the cup uh, to it's uh, two games in the cup or whatever, two different uh, rounds. The first round, we visited a small team in the north of the country. It was a big celebration. They they couldn't even play in their own stadium. It was so small. So amateur players playing against professionals. And that's like a big party. It's what makes it special. And this does not make it special. It's it's not having weird courts uh, what makes it special. And, uh, I mean, no one cares. No one absolutely cares about this. It's I mean, the only thing fans is... Fans should mean, care. You guess over the years that they're going to tweak things and change things. and So, I mean, it's a little bit of a trial run this year. Um so they're never going to get it right in the first year. So um, we'll see. You want to do less regular season games. Here's just a top, out of the top of my head. You want to do less regular season games. Okay. Make it like the first part of the season makes it the NBA tournament. And you have teams playing all over. Doesn't mean East-West. Just They're just playing against each other. Rounds or something, or two games or three games, and they start. They, they then they have rounds or something like that. But the winner or the top two of uh, uh, the finalists or the finalists, uh, just the finalists, maybe guarantees a playoff spot. That's it. They're uh, guarantee a playoff spot in the, the season. Now they have to say to see where they they stand uh, in the home court or, uh, or whatever. And then you only have imagine you play twenty two games in the, in this tournament for some some way shape or form, and then you play sixty the rest of the regular season, and you know you have a different way of getting playoff spots. If you want to do like twenty two games, but you want to do east and west, one of east, one of west, get a playoff spot. You can have you can do so many different things in this and make it interesting for the teams. If you make it valuable for the teams to give. A rat's ass about this. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating to me. A bit of yeah. a rant here as well. No, no, it's fine. The, the The other thing that we talked about before was about some kind of um, you know there was a big controversy in in FIBA about being world champions um, and all that. And you know, again in soccer, we have the kind of world club championships, which again started oh, yeah. off as something which the players didn't really care about, you know, they just cared about their, their, their national trophies and then maybe the, the European trophies as well. But suddenly they were having, at yeah. the end of the season, having to fly across the world to go and play, you know, I don't know, a team yeah. from Brazil or something like that. So, I mean, there's something that could be done about that with, I think, the NBA. Um, we've talked about getting rid, you know, just get rid of the All-Star game completely. I mean, that's my personal choice is the the all-star game is just a waste of time I, I i haven't watched it for a couple of years now just highlights at best it's just so boring it's so pointless and it's just a you know it's just a, a way for a certain amount of players to show off basically i mean have a have a effective like all-star team that you get selected so that you have a good season you get selected for the all-star team but whether there's an actual game involved who cares do you know like just make it almost a virtual thing, but like have have something like a world club um, championship. You know, some of the teams from Europe, some of the teams from Australia, uh, South America. You know, why don't why don't we just make it like that? You know, we could do something Africa, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I understand that that's a different beast to organize, like a mm-hmm. lot of traveling, a lot of uh, issues with that. But I, yeah, it would be more interesting. It'd be different matchups. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I, obviously, I would love to see that. And it's NBA always talks about expansion and doing this and that. I mean, have a couple of games in Europe. I mean, I don't mean the NBA in-season tournament, but have something in Europe, like the NFL yeah, does. That's it, Robbie. They're already playing uh, NBA games in Europe. They're already they had all the games in um, yeah, the Middle more. East, didn't they? In, in in preseason, you know, they're flying all over the world. You know, teams go off and play in China in preseason. They are doing these kind of global travel games. Um, you know, it can be done. It's, I understand the logistics and the, the, the players and everything. I mean, it's 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 weird, and we uh. Completely went off the NBA season tournament thing. I think um, we went off, on, yeah, we, off for a reason, Rafa, because nobody, as you said, nobody's interested in it. So let's let's think about something that'd be better. Um, yeah, it's not. Maybe, maybe it's because we're coming from a from a global perspective. But yeah, why can't we make the game more global? So yeah, I mean, you can make it you make it global you have you know you have fans all over the world you you, you know you're the most one of the most watched leagues and you're the most watched and uh, basketball league in the world so yeah i mean i think there was talk about adding a team from europe to the nba which i don't know how that work i, I think they'll do it with the nfl was, first and then see how it goes they could <laughs> they couldn't. They, well, they can't do a uh, home and home games with the, yeah. the they European. Can the, they can have the Giants franchise. <laughs> Make it the London Giants. Oh my like. god! Just get, oh. get rid of them. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that, Alex? Why are you being like that? Why? Why do you need to put the, the uh, negative things? Uh, you, I, I forget you're 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 uh, uh, from Scotland, so yeah, negative, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. All day, every day. <laughs> well, that's why we drink whiskey things. just to stop the pain, <laughs> to numb the pain. That's why you picked the next, right? Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, um, well, we talked about everything next. Basically, we talked about the the good, the bad, the terrible, the less than terrible. The terrible NBA in season tournament. Um, something that needs to be talked in it in a team that is uh, below 500. We are three wins and four losses, so three and four. We're one of the best defenses in the league. How is that a thing? If you're you if you're losing more games than you're winning, you should be well not one of the best defenses in the league. But when you look at the games that the Knicks have played. Like in three games, the teams three out of uh, of these seven, only three games that we uh, conceded more than a hundred points, which is something to be proud of. I mean, even on in in the losses, we the Cavs went only did ninety five points, the Pelicans did did ninety six. So then the the game, it's it's very incredible how we uh. uh our defense has been been tremendous, and it's also a uh, um, well. We can say how bad our de- our offense has been in spots. So, uh, yeah, our defense and 
Let's give the man his flowers. Let's give it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Gloat. Yes. Yeah. Give flowers to Tom Thibodeau for uh, the defense. It's working. Uh, he's old. He's stubborn. He has ro crazy rotations when people don't want him to have these crazy rotations. And uh, But, yeah, the defense is working. The yeah. offense isn't. But it's, this is trademark Tom Thibodeau, right? Yeah. Amazing defense. Terrible offense. So Yeah. 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 We have it. Basically, we got rid of Obi and suddenly everything yeah, started defending better. So, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Obi wasn't that bad. But, I mean, I think it's more like, you know, Thibodeau obviously is big on team defence. Um, and I think bar, bar Brunson, who's at least, Brunson at least puts effort in. Do you know, he's a terrible defender, but he puts effort in. So different to somebody like, say, I don't know, Trey Young, who's a terrible defender and puts zero effort in to try and defend. So with Brunson, you've at least got effort there. Um, the rest of the team, I, I don't know if they could really pick a bad defender out the out the, the certainly the the parts of the roster that that actually play. Um, you know, even guys like McBride who are next man up. You know, great defender. Do you know so. Um, Sims, um, you know, these are the guys that are, that are playing. Um, I mean, you could argue about Randall. Randall's a really good defender, but is again, it's just inconsistent effort. Um, but they're all capable defenders, and you know, if Tim's get, Tibbs can get a scheme that works, then you know, then yeah, by all means, it's not rocket science. Do you know, he's built a roster of guys, scrappy guys like Hart and. DiVincenzo now, RJ, all guys that you know are really kind of scrappy and can guard multiple positions. You know that's it, and then you've got guys Mitch and Hartenstein who are just just playing out of their minds at the moment. Um, use a phrase you used earlier. Do you know? I think you know it's no real surprise when you see the kind of rebounding that we're getting at both ends from from uh, Robinson then. Yeah, it's it's that's that's the base of your defense, and uh, that's where all these stats are coming from. But you're right that these are coming from an incredibly tough schedule as well, which may, just makes it even more impressive, even though it's a small yeah. sample size. Yeah, it's 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 been amazing, and we need to. Uh, so everyone everyone has been, I think, working hard on defense. Uh, I mentioned at, at the top how RJ has been came uh uh well with defense uh, different defensive uh, mindset he's uh doing things well he's well sometimes he misses his uh, can, like it happens uh, missed assignments not, a, not a, it's not only rj of course uh but yeah defense has been much much better and credit to to to, to mitchell robinson as well who's been amazing also on the uh Defensive end, not many blocks, but the shots he alters and the way we play the defense, like we they uh, we we call obviously collapse the paint, and we collapse and went even when they uh, beat it, Mitch is there, like to stop everyone from having an easy basket. It's been tremendous the the work we have been putting on defense. Uh, if we can maintain. Uh, 
I think I know it's obviously hard to maintain this kind of defense all year long, but if we can maintain some of this uh, amazing defense and our offense improves, I think we're in very good shape to the rest of the season. Uh, struggles or no struggles from our best guys. I think it's been I mean, it's yeah. been very very good. I'm, I'm assuming you saw that that stat that friend of the pod Bert uh, sent us on the other day. Or was it yesterday? This morning actually. Sorry. Uh, the offensive rebound stats for this season: the Lakers are top with 55, Wolves um, are next with 50. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson's third with 45. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> As more offensive rebounds this year in some teams, which is amazing. Yeah. And with Stephen Adams gone, for, yeah. not gone, injured, sorry, down from the season, oh, the season yeah. he's, he's the best offensive rebounder in the league, uh, Mitchell Robinson, this right now. No one can touch him. No. He averages six offensive rebounds per game. It's insane. Alone. Six. And then you have... Josh Hart and Dante DiVincenzo almost headbutting headboard, uh, backboards trying to get offensive rebounds. It's just that leap. I mean, that's why he tried to dunk on 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 Brooke Lopez. Yeah, we didn't not we that didn't was, even mention that, that was, amazing that was a dunk. funny moment of the week. <laughs> oh my, yeah, we need to add that a funny moment. I don't know that dunk attempt. He tried his best John Starks uh, impersonation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, in the middle of a game against the, the Bucks, random. L- Lopez uh, didn't, even jump. He didn't even jump, did he? Just, just up his... so, <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, well, go into the, uh, the the predictions for the, the, for, the, for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably get back on recording again on Tuesday, so a little later, we'll be back on schedule as soon as uh, uh, life uh, stops getting in the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, three games. Another back-to-back. Imagine that. Nice surprise. Imagine that. And the second night of the back-to-back is on the road at, at Boston. <laughs> yes. Thanks, NBA. So, <laughs> so that's a loss. But it's, yeah. a t- it's, one of the, it's the toughest, one of the toughest schedules in the league early on. We have 10 games. Six of them, or well, six games are back to back. Yeah. Oh, I mean, why? How? Why? What? I mean, please. Just crazy. it's ridiculous. I so, mean, yeah. I mean, if so we um, have, so we've got the Spurs, Spurs tomorrow night yeah. um, at MSG, and then the Hornets on Sunday, early game on Sunday at MSG as well. So. Um, really hoping for two wins there. Um, yeah, uh, two early two winnable games. Uh, Hornets have been a bit up and down, but relatively healthy at the moment. And Spurs, yeah, the Hornets deserve. Have, you know, when Banyana, um, bridges. So yeah, I mean, if if we can look at coming out of those three games two one, that gets us to the magical five and five um, of this schedule. First ten yeah, games. I predicted on Twitter uh, on a, uh, the Brazilian uh, on a Brazilian uh, Twitter account that we would go four and, and six. So five and five is better than I predicted, mm. but it's it's possible. Although, I mean, Spurs Wimbanyama has been up and down. It's, yeah, uh, it's been 
welcome to the NBA moments, basically. Uh, would like to see how we defend him tomorrow. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd be, I, I mean, please win, yeah, against the Spurs. Yeah. The Hornets, my only thing, it's, it's an early game. Early games are always weird for the Knicks. Yeah. It's early games, third quarters, uh, Friday nights, I don't know. It's yeah. a lot of weird things for the Knicks. So the third, third quarter um, was good last night. Yeah, third quarter of, of gloom. Yeah, that's how I like mm -hmm. to call it. Uh, not of doom, but of gloom. Um, mm -hmm. We also called it the Alfred Payton hour uh, a few years ago, the third quarter and the first quarter. Um, just a just a note. Um, uh, sorry, after yeah. the Celtics game, the next three are all winnable as well, although they're all on the road and include a back-to-back. -back. So you get the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Hornets again. Now the, Another back-to-back? -back. Yeah, both road, two road games back-to-back -back in Washington and Charlotte. Um, the NBA. They're, they're too busy doing uh, stuff with the NBA in-season tournament. They didn't pay attention to the schedule of the rest yeah. of the NBA. Uh, lovely. So, yeah, but I agree with you. Two and one. Uh, I hope Spurs and Hornets are wins, hopefully. And then Celtics is, uh, well, a second game of the back-to-back -back on the road. is it, it, It's not pretty. So, um, yeah, two and one. It will be, we end the first ten dreadful games, five and five. And I'll take it, actually. Five and five in these in these games, I'll take it. Definitely. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely take it. So, uh, yeah, this uh, concludes the episode, episode number 70 of the Worldwide Next podcast. Uh, our therapy session is ended. Uh, thankfully, I feel much better. I don't know how you feel, Alex, after this uh, this hour of conversation. Yeah, I mean, um, got a few things off my chest, you know, so I can yes. sleep well tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you've been drinking. We've, you have been drinking a yes, lot. Uh, a a drinking, bit, sorry, yeah. not a lot. Sorry. It's a it's a Tuesday, so um, yeah, it's drinking night, so. Every day is. I'm a, a teacher, so the, uh, drinking day. nights uh, Monday, every Tuesday, day, yes. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. <laughs> like the Black Happy song, every day, yeah. Um, Take a day off and so yeah. It's so, so being a teacher and being a Knicks fan drink drives you to alcoholic to be yeah. an alcoholic. Thank you. Uh, uh, well, thank you. So much for listening. Don't forget to uh, interact with us on on X as we go crazy and debate you, or uh, just or just general nonsense on Twitter. Uh, X, sorry, uh, never. I will never get used to this. Uh, so you can able to follow us on a uh, on X on the at www.wwknickspodcasts.com.com. Uh, oh, whatever. What am I saying? I'm drunk as well. Uh, just follow us, uh, talk to us, um, and uh, don't forget to, to follow us on Spotify or whatever you listen to the podcast as well. We will be seeing you next week uh, with uh, hopefully a 5-5 five and five schedule. And if we win all three games, I will uh, be drinking happily. <laughs>